Let's pray. Almighty and everlasting God, our Father, indeed I come before you as an empty vessel, but I know you are filled because there is a fountain that's filled with your blood. Now breathe words of enlightenment, O Lord. Fill me with your goodness and your mercy and your word of truth. And may, as we've said earlier, may we and may I be continually enlightened by the cross uh, because it was at the cross, at the cross, where we first saw the light. Now, Lord, bless this word. Use me as your vessel. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And let, and let the church say amen. Nehemiah 8 and 5, and when he opened the book, all the people stood up. Our biblical text this morning should be found in uh, the 95th number of the psalm, the, the sixth verse. And we ask you to put a pen there and uh, also the 107th number of the psalm, the second verse. O come, let us worship and bow down. Uh, let us kneel before the Lord our maker. And our um, Dure Rhymes uh, 1899 American edition simply reads in that same verse, praise and beauty are before him, holiness and majesty in his own sanctuary. And the 107th number of the psalm says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom hath, he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy and uh, our uh, living bible uh, living bible paraphrase version simply says the same 107 number of psalms say thank you to the Lord for being so good for always being so loving and so kind has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out and tell others he has saved you from your own enemies. Let, the, let, let us all say amen. You simply look at anyone around you and simply say, I need some bona fide, honest to goodness, worship. Amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. If I were to tag this message this morning, the subject this message would be keep on worshiping. Keep, keep on worshiping. My brothers and my sisters, the threatening test of every Christian today is to go to church or not go to church. That is the question. If we can walk talk, catch the bus, drive, function, go or not go to church? That's the question. Because my brothers and sisters, today more than ever, some of us have gotten so comfortable with having church in our house slippers and sipping coffee. 
some cases, uh, it, 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 it's great, don't get me wrong. It's, it's a great thing to be able to associate and communicate with our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but in some instances, in Jesus' day, a familiar social communication was not Facebook, but it was face to Facebook. It was face to face book that made a book. Face to face book, they, they would say that I just heard a man. Uh, he was from Galilee. According to Matthew, the fourth chapter and the 23rd verse. And, and, and when it says, and Jesus went up all to Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. His teaching, his healing, and his sharing, uh, many started believing after they heard this man. Their, their testimony would be, uh, come and see a man. So they would have to show up to see a walking, talking, living word. It was face to face book that made a book. His name is Jesus. Do you know him this morning? Name is Jesus. Let me tell you one thing. When I come to church, I, I, it's good to see you. It's good to see everybody. Good to see the choir. Good to see the ushers. Good to see the praise team. Good to see everybody. But when I come to church, ultimately, I'm looking for Jesus. The psalmist David uh, said it right when he said, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. My brothers and sisters, Christians should have a worship testimony, not a make you testimony. I can't make you say amen. I can't make you lift your hands. But a worship testimony in every person, every individual that's been created by the Lord God themselves should have the natural desire, proclivity, and propensity to worship the Lord. A worship testimony, something like, I'm here this morning. I made it here this morning. When we come to church then, it's time to worship. And I thank God that we made it here this morning. If, if, because if one has been touched by the Lord, and you might feel it every day, every minute, every second, every Sunday, you might feel it then when the church doors swing open, you can't wait to get inside, praise, uh, worship, and adore his holy name. In, in, in our Bible, the word worship uh, signifies generally an act of respect or of homage. To ancient Israel, many times these words were chanted by robed 
uh, priests and Levites in the court, uh, in the temple court, by the clanging of harps and, and I mean, clanging of uh, trumpets and, and harps and, and cymbals, they would clang. But uh, it, it, it outreaches worship, out, outstretches the, the narrow boundaries of the covenant. And today, it becomes the property of even the Christian church. Now, now the modern word worship is the old Saxon word or worship. That is, in its application, the uh, uh, adequate uh, recognition of God's worth or God's due. Uh, the Greek word for worship is latreia. And, and the, that is the creature's loyal payment of his or her debt. Uh, for our African brothers and sisters in Swahili dialect, uh, we would say that worship is abudu. In other words, volume up or tune up. That is when we worship, we bring all our feelings, affections, wonder, adoration, uh, joy, uh, love, a gratitude, trust, and obedience to the worship altar. Uh, you know, it's a good thing to be able to lift our hands and our hearts. It's a good thing to be able to volume up. And it's a good thing to be able to turn up if it's in the Lord. You know, it's a good thing to have somebody to talk to. Sometimes our inward emotions and our physical expressions, you know, are hard to profess. But if I feel God, I wonder, have I got some witnesses in this house? If I feel God, I ought to talk about God. I, 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 I think I, I, I'm moving somewhere in your worship capacity. And if I am, you ought to say amen. One day, remember, Abraham went to the worship altar and followed the, this pattern at the plains or in the plains of Mambra. He bowed his head toward the ground. Uh, Joshua followed this same pattern in the plains of Jericho when he fell on his face to earth and worshiped the Lord. The four and the 20 elders fell down and worshiped the Lord. You know, there are many reasons why we should worship the Lord. Why, why, why? Well, this is why uh, this, all this worship stuff. We don't need it nowadays. It, the last three years, we, uh, it, some of us have proven, well, it's old. And some of us might say it's old, useless, antiquated, out of date. It's something that traditionalists do and seniors do and old folk do. But worship and praise are not just for the old. Do you hear me this morning? Not just for the old. Worship and praise are for the young also. Uh, but it, it's also for the blind, the cripples, and the crazy. Well, you're looking at me funny right now, but if you don't believe me, the songwriter said it right when he said, I once was lost, but now I'm found was blind, was crippled, and I was halfway crazy, but now I wonder if I got witnesses. Somebody's working with me right now. Now I'm found. Very quickly then, very quickly, there are three reasons why we must keep on worshiping. First of, first of all, uh, we worship and keep on worshiping because 
Worship is a divine requirement. My Bible says, praise ye the Lord, all his angels, praise him, all ye hosts. The Bible says, praise him, sun and moon, praise him, all ye stars and light. Let everything, somebody say everything, that everything that hath breath, you ought to praise the Lord. We might worship a whole lot of things this morning. We might worship our cars, our homes, our clothes, our materials, our positions, our possessions, our awards. We might even worship our agendas and arrangement. We might worship our rewards and achievements. But that is not a requirement. The requirement for worshiping and praising the Lord is that when we look up, at the mathematical configuration of the elements in the earth and on, in the earth and on top of the earth, we begin to see the testimony of how God is speaking to us. Our worship is knowing something about God. Our worship is knowing that uh, the sun is his, the, the stars are his, the moon is his, the the mountains are his, the seas are his, these different seasons are his, the summertime is his, the wintertime is his, the fall is his, the light is his, and the darkness is his, the air is his, the fire is his, the fish is his, and that means when everything starts getting together, let everything that had breath, oh praise, oh praise the Lord. Secondly, worshiping and praising the Lord is a human necessity. Uh, Hebrews 10 and 25 says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. In other words, it's not an if or a but, but praise the Lord. It's not just a when or where, but just praise him. It's not just a then or there, but just praise him. For Paul says in the verse, much more so as you see the day approaching. Uh, if, if God, hear me now, if God is in you, got quiet in here, it's getting quiet in here. If God is in you, I think, do I have witnesses in here? Is, is God in any of us? Is God, is God working with us this morning? If God is in any of us, uh, then I, the natural inclination is, Lord, I'm glad to be in the house this morning. I'm glad that you touched me this morning. I'm glad I come, Lord, to adore you this morning. You ought to be able to adore him. Just, just allow me to say, when the day comes up, just, just praise it. When the night falls down, just praise him. Praise because he has done something for each and every. I wonder, have I got some names to call this morning? He's done something for each and every one of us. If you name it, he's blessed it. Can you all hear me right now? If you named it, he has blessed it. Then it, 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 it's not only a necessity to worship, but thirdly, when we worship and praise God, 
keep on worshiping because it secures our future. Somewhere in our future. The day is all right. Yesterday was all right. Tomorrow, but tomorrow, that's the one. Tomorrow. Somebody say tomorrow. Uh, one day Jesus started talking to his disciples and he was talking somewhere around tomorrow. He told the disciples, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house. Many mansions, for if it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you, 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 and you. So if you prepare a place for you, 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 you all not just sit up there in this air condition like you don't know what you're thinking about and you don't know what you're talking about. That's praise. So you ought to praise him right now. I, I have noticed that uh, that we don't get happy anymore like we used to. All refrigerator, all refrigerator ready. Can't we all all hemmed up inside? I got to get on my knees to beg you to holler. I, I gotta I gotta start hollering and singing myself to beg you to holler. But why do I have to do that? Why do I have to just beg you to holler? Be, because when when the Lord has touched you. Uh, you ought to be able to get happy yourself. Amen. I to beg you all, please. You ought to speak back to me. Say amen to me. You ought to do something because I'm scared. I'm out here all by myself. I don't know. You ought to say something. But if the Lord, I wonder have I got, oh, 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 oh. I think, are, are, you, are you with me right now? Are you with me right now? You, you don't get happy. Like you refuse to holler nowadays because I don't want to put my breath on the pew. I don't want to put my breath on anybody because I might make them a little agitated. Agitated. But let me tell you, if the Lord is in you, you ought to holler. You ought to be able to say something. You ought to be able to say amen. You to, if you can't say amen, you don't want to blow no breath on anybody. Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. You, 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 just raise your hand. But if you are redeemed, If you are redeemed, if you are redeemed, if you are redeemed, you are redeemed. David said, the redeemed of the Lord. Ah, the redeemed of the Lord ought to say so. So if the Lord has touched you, you ought to put a praise on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all put a praise on it. Y'all put a praise on it. I like basketball. I do like basketball. I tried to do basketball a little hard on me, but I like basketball. And all basketball people know about home court advantage. Home court advantage occurs when the energy in the group magnifies what is happening on the court. With home court advantage, a basketball team struggling to put points on the board, here's the energy around them, and all of a sudden, something begins to spark, and you start hearing hollering and screaming. They'll take it to the roof. They'll turn it up. 
they'll turn it up till the roof starts shaking. All of a sudden, the, that energy uh, uh, that's around them, the team looks around and they start pushing past the enemy's aggression and opposition. The fans in the stands are not only, they're not, they're not doing what they're doing, the team is doing. They're not going through a physical gesture. But what the team is doing are they are laboring on the court. But joining with the team in hollering, they're joining in spirit. And in that way, it gives the team a sense of power that they didn't have before. Strength appears out of nowhere because of this mysterious home court advantage. Many people ask why they need to come to church. Well, I'm going to tell you why you need to come to church this morning. Because it's our home court. It does something for me when I see my home court team starts hollering and saying, let the redeem. When I say, let the redeem of the Lord, you're the sad song. And when you get up and start hollering behind me, I know you're on my team and I'm going to make it in. Worshiping together sparks a view of God bigger than we've ever seen before. And it's bigger than anything that we're going through. When we get together, it's something that will take off its home court advantage because you can say that I've been out here sometimes. I've been through some things sometimes. But let me tell you about home court advantage. When you come in this place, you can start testifying that I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. I'm going to say something because the Lord did something. The Lord did something because I'm going to say something. Let me tell you, I'm going to say it like this. I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. And I'm going to say something. I slept all night long last night. And I'm going to say something. I woke up early this morning. And I'm going to say something. He put clothes on my back when I got up this morning. And I'm going to say something. When I left the house this morning, I got on my knees. And when I got off my knees, I turned around, looked at the door, and I started shouting something. I, let me tell you, you might have been in Sunday school this morning. And you might have studied a while. But after you study, you ought to be able to say something. You ought to be able to say, thank you for the word. Thank you for the deliverance. You might, so, and those of us who are, you've turned on your Facebook. You've turned on your tablet. You've turned on your computer. You've turned on your chat. And you all start sharing something. And let me tell you, for us here, this morning, when we pulled into the parking
parking lot. The Lord let us get out of our car and come in the building. We ought to be able to say something. When we came in to worship this morning, we ought to be able to say something. And why do I say it like this? Because from our house, on the way to our church, we could have had an accident. From our house, on the way to the church, we could have had a heart attack. On our house, on the way to the church, we could have fallen into unconsciousness. But thank God, thank God, thank God that he did something. So let the redeemed, let the redeemed, let the redeemed of the Lord The doors of the church are open. The doors of the church are open. 